Well, hello again, and welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. And I'm your host, Irv Risch. Well, as we continue on in our reading in the inner chamber and the inner life, we come to chapter 30. And the title of this chapter is Psalms 119 and its teaching. You know, Psalms 119 is a very long uh, psalm, and I've read through it uh, quite a few times, and uh, it is a blessed psalm, but there's a lot in it. And uh, Andrew Murray uh, takes us through the teaching of this psalm. With that said, let us continue our reading. Psalms 119 and its teaching. Oh, how uh, love I thy law and thy meditation all the day. Consider how I love thy precepts, yet I love them exceedingly. You know, the Holy Scripture, uh, in the Holy Scriptures, there is one portion wholly devoted to teaching us the place which God's Word ought to have in our esteem and the way we can uh, secure its blessing. It is the longest chapter in the Bible, and with hardly an exception in every one of the 176 verses, uh, we have under uh, different different names uh, mentioned made in the Word. Anyone who really wants to know how to study uh, his Bible according to God's will ought to make a careful study of this psalm. Uh, There ought to come a time in his life when he resolves to study its teaching and carry it out into practice. How can we wonder that our Bible study does not bring more uh, spiritual profit and strength if we neglect the divine direction it offers us for that study. It is possible we have never read it once through as a whole. It, If you have uh, not uh, time, find time when uh, free, uh, a free Sabbath hour, or uh, why not some free weekday hour in which you read it through and try to take in its chief thoughts, or at least to cash, uh, catch its spirit. If you find it difficult to do this by reading it once, read it more than once. This will make you feel the need of giving it more careful thought. You know, the following hints may help you in its study. First, notice all the different names under which God's word is spoken of. Two, note all the different verbs expressing what we ought to feel and do in regards to the word. Let this uh, lead you to consider carefully what the place is that God's word claims in your heart and life, and how uh, every facet of yours 
uh, being desired, love, joy, trust, obedience, actions, is called out by it. Third, count the note. Count and note how many times uh, the writer speaks in the past tense of his having kept, observed, stuck to, delighted in God's testimony. How many times he expresses in the present tense how he rejoices in, loves, and esteems God's law. And then how in the future tense he promised and vowed to observe God's precepts to the end. Put all these together and see how more than a hundred times he presents his soul before God as one who honors and keeps his law. Study this especially as uh, these express expressions are connected with his prayer to God until you have a clear image of the righteous man who fervently, effectually, prayers, uh, prayer avails much. And fourth, study uh, then the prayers themselves and note more the differ, different uh, requests he makes with the regards to the word whether for the teaching to the understand or the power of uh, observing it, or for the blessed promise in the word and to be found in doing it. Note especially prayer like, teach me thy statute, give me understanding. Also there uh, were the pleads is according to thy word, Okay, now the fifth. Count the verses in which uh, there is any allusion or affections, whether from his own state or from his enemies or the sin of the wicked or God's dealing to help him. To learn how it is in a time of trouble, and we need God's word, especially and that this alone can bring comfort to us. Okay, the sixth. Uh, Then come one of the most important things. Mark how often uh, the little pronoun thou, thine, thee occurs, and how often it is understood in every uh, petition. Teach thou me, quicken thou me, and you will see how the whole psalm is a prayer spoken to God. All the psalms have to say about the word of God, whether we regard it, regard to his uh, own uh, attachment to it, or his need of God's teaching and quickening is spoken upward unto the face of God. He believes that it is pleasing to God and good for his own soul to connect and meditate, uh, and the thoughts on the word are continually and as closely as possible by prayer with the living God himself. 
every thought of God's word, instead of drawing him off from God's leading him to fellowship with God. The word of God becomes to him the rich and inexhaustible material for holding communion with the God who it is and to whom it is meant to lead. We are gradually getting an insight into these truths. We shall get a new meaning from the single verse, and when from time to time we take a whole paragraph uh, with its eight verses, we shall uh, find how they keep to uh, they help to lift us up with the thoughts, the word unto God's presence, and into the life of obedience and joy, which says, "I have swore and will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments." Oh, how I love thy law! It is my meditation all the day. Let us seek by the grace of the Holy Spirit to have a devotional life which this psalm reveals wrought into our morning watch. Let God work every day uh, and before everything else lead us to God. Let every blessing in it be a matter of prayer very uh, specifically our need of divine teaching. Let us uh, intense attachment uh, to it uh, be our, our childlike plead and confidence that the Father will help us. Let our prayer be followed by the vow that as God quickens and blesses us, we shall run the way of his commandments and let us all that god's word bring ourselves make us the more earnest and longing to carry that word to others whether for the awakening of the strength or the strengthening of the life of god in the soul and that ends our reading for today till next time bye for now